Welcome to The Truth in Us Art, your source for real conversations at the intersection of arts, culture, and community. I am your lovely host, Rob Lee. And today, today's a special episode, and I am delighted to welcome my next guest, who paints murals, draws portraits, plays the drums, and makes comics. Comics highlighting rock and roll's musical roots in Black culture, and focuses specifically on the punk rock aspects of that canon. My guest's most recent release is The Secret History of Black Punk, Record Zero, Second Edition. Please welcome Regan Buchanan. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for coming on. Um, and like, I feel like there was a whole separate podcast we were doing before we actually hit the record button. That was the real. That was actually no podcast, <laughs> and you guys will never know about that. Sorry, but um, as as we 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 open up, um, I want to ask you sort of the the introductory question. Um, you know, we have all of these sort of deeper questions about your work. Um, but I want to give you the space to introduce yourself. And I do that because I think there's a lot of power in it for one. And I think too, a lot of times we have these like online personas, we have sort of these things, these artist statements that are really fleshed out and sound really cool. Somehow <laughs> loses the essence of who we are. So if you will introduce yourself to the audience. Okay. I'm Reagan. I'm an artist. Um, I, that's funny that you say that about like the art, like the artist statements or whatever, because um, they're always sounding so professional or whatever, or it's like always making these connections um, that like are very intricate to like draw people in. But like, honestly, I feel very just like, hi, I'm Reagan. Like that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I, I, I'm an artist. I draw uh I do illustrations I do murals I talk a lot um I write and I love comics so I mean yeah I'm not I'm I don't have a huge introduction <laughs> but I I appreciate it and, and and that's the thing like it's um you know in it I think someone listening will, will gather like oh you're, you're you're a regular person you have these interests but you're a regular person very and- regular me, I am not. I'm the great Rob Lee, captain of the industry uh, podcasting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you touched on, you know, some of the, I guess, creative things that you do and you're into. Can you take us back to, you know, what were you into growing up? Like, you know, when we go back to like super young Reagan, the hair is a little smaller, but still big, still fluffy. Um, what were you into growing up? I always... I guess like uh, I I feel kind of like lucky that I feel like I discovered the things that I liked pretty early on. And so I stuck with them. Um, I don't know if that's lucky. It's it's giving fixated. Um, but like I've always uh, drawn. So when anybody ever asks me how that started, it's just the same as how anybody started. I just never stopped. Um, I had older brothers who listened to music and I just, you know, wanted to be them. Uh, and they, you know, read comics and stuff like that. So I was always hanging around their door, trying to get in their room, trying to listen to the music that they listened to and trying to like read their comics and stuff like that. There was a comic book shop that was about four blocks away from my house. So that was like a really you know, cool thing. I think I started collecting, I forget now, I mix things up now, but somewhere 
between 10 and 12 was when I started reading comic books like for real. I remember uh, about when I started, they re-released The Sandman like like um, so that it would come out from the beginning every week. So whatever year that was, that was probably when I started reading them. Um, and so that, uh, I just remember kind of like, I was one of those kids, I went to a Catholic grade school and I was bullied pretty heavily. And so, you know, going to get comics or whatever and reading, uh, that was just like, for me, a very kind of like, little slice of heaven type of thing because there was like you know those 20 minute periods of time where you like were could be engrossed in something then you didn't have to worry about all the stuff that you can't control as like a kid or whatever so yeah i've i've always pretty much been art comics music yeah i guess yeah i don't have a really big trajectory <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, I, I love it. And the, the sibling thing definitely, uh, connects. Um, I'm the older sibling. Um, I, I'm, I, I was the older sibling growing up and then I learned that I had two half siblings who are older than me. So I was relegated to being the middle. I'm always the oldest sibling anyway. Uh -huh. um, my, my brother always was like, yo, what kind of cologne Rob is on? Oh, you read that? And just trying to get in my room, trying to get my stuff. I was like, where'd you get my hat? How'd you, how'd you get my stuff? You can't fit that. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely relate in, in that regard. And I, I it's still a piece of that that now too, especially when it comes to to the comic thing. I have a stack. Um, I always go to the free comic book days or even the conventions. And um I I love it. I have a bunch of books in the studio where I'm recording from. And you know, when I talk with my nephew who's like it's about to be 15, I'm like, yo, mm -hmm. start reading these, bro. Like all of that other stuff, that's cool. You need to you need to embrace the nerd them that I am. <laughs> yeah, I have a nephew, uh, my sister's uh, kid who I, I kind of tried to, you know, show her older kids like art and kind of tried to get them into it, which they weren't not into it. They just like this one, it took like her youngest child or whatever. And it's like super cute because he will talk about coming on like murals with me. He'll talk to my friend. My friends will give him advice. They're like, don't let her like cut you out. You need to ask for 50%. And they'll be like, you know, what color scheme should she use? Like, you know, you have to like do some work so then she can pay you more. And I'm like, I'm gonna give him $20. That's what's no, I'm just kidding. But you know, it's like it's really cute to see like it was, you know, um, I understand, yeah, my brothers are probably like, okay, you're annoying, but it is it is uh art is a path that like people don't tell you how to do it and now i know how to do it and so it's like different now i feel like that there are people who are my age that can like explain to people um hey you actually can take steps your life is not going to be easy but your life's not going to be easy anyways so like you can anyways i'm getting off subject <laughs> no no no, no. It, I, th I think it, it's a, it's a it's a good segue you're good i think it's a good segue into sort of this this next question in that you know you you listen to one it's always great it's always great when someone can say yeah i listened to this episode when you said this i was like oh it, it's a good feeling it's a good feeling for me as a podcaster no one's listening um but you were listening and you know 
one of the, the the things that I got, you know, from my parents growing up that kind of shifted the trajectory that I went on, but I eventually came back to it was doing something creative. Um, you know, as you, you, you listened to, I wanted to be a comic book artist when I was younger. And then, you know, I had this period where I was a rapper. It wasn't good. It wasn't the great period at all. Um, this was around. The Do the tapes exist? Can you? Um, they do not wink, oh. wink, hint. Uh, they're, they're somewhere in a drop somewhere, but this is when I w thought I was also going to be into the, the punk scene pretty big. It was, um, yeah, it was some interesting things. It was an interesting period, just trying to find like a community and all of that stuff. But specifically looking at pursuing something creative, I had to do it on my own terms. That's how I got into doing this. So for you, when did you first know, like, all right, I really need to like lock in. This is going to be something that's more than just a hobby. This is going to be something creatively, all the creative things that you do. This is going to be something that takes up time, energy, money, resources. When did you come to that sort of con conclusion? About comics or about like art? About art, just, just generally, just being in uh, the creative space. Um, I've never, so when I was growing up, the kind of uh, the more prevalent thought was that you couldn't be an artist. You were never going to pay your bills as an artist. Um, as a woman and as a black person, you were going to have to work harder um, to get anywhere. Like that was kind of the refrain, like you're going to have to work twice as hard to get to where people. So then choosing art which is something that nobody, like, can, what, what do you mean you're going to paint and people are going to buy your painting? You know what I mean? Like, and obviously this is before, like, us, you know, social media. Um, this is, like, uh, where people's view of art is, like, Vincent van Gogh. Like, mm -hmm. and the only thing that people remember is the artists who um, get famous after they die. Um, which, but, you know, so I, I never thought, I guess I kind of compartmentalized that as like, what, this is reality. This is what I'm being taught. And this is, I don't see how it's a lie. You know what I mean? So like, that's, it is what it is. But at the same time, I'm obsessed with drawing. And so I was like, the kid in, you know, my, um, you know, grade school that like, you know, people would give me like a, a dime to draw, like, uh, you know, like in fifth grade or whatever, like whatever, you know, cartoon character they liked. And it's like, can you draw me? Can you draw me? You know, like stuff like that. And, and, you know, in high school, like I got the gold key award for art, um, which I don't even know if that's real it's a something you're the best at that thing or whatever. Um, I was in an art commercial art shop. So I spent like, uh, three hours a day, at least in art class. Um, and you know, I was always doing comics and stuff like that. So I never felt like it was a hobby, but like, I, I don't know if I ever, I don't know if I ever even now think things through, they just happen. Things just happen to me. <laughs> You're Johnny on the spot. <laughs> you know? Well, they do say it's being prepared and luck and, and is the third thing connections. That's what it is for me. It's, it's connections and, um, like being able, as far as me 
that's all I do is art. That's how I make my living. Um, but like, yeah, I'm definitely, and, and it wasn't, I didn't start out talented. Like I didn't start out like good or anything like that. Um, and it takes me a while to get to higher planes. Like I, for somebody who's been drawing this long, you would think, you know, there would be, I would be a lot better, but, uh, I, I just keep doing the thing that makes me feel connected to this world. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, they were just like, there isn't anything else for me to do. So I know if when, I've had other jobs before and again, it's just life. You have to do a bunch of shit you don't want to do, but I don't, I never cared about any other job or anything like that, which I, it's probably normal. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think, I think you're right. And it's, um, you're, you're one of the things I think you're touching on. It's, it's the reps too, of like, I, I just do this. Like I started doing this podcast and I mentioned how many episodes I'm in. Some of those questions, I go back, I reach out to people on occasion, like, yo, I want to get another shot at that interview. That one I did initially was mid or, <laughs> you know, I'm like in the editing process, it's like, all right, I sound stupid here or whatever it, it might look like, but it is sort of doing the reps and never really thinking you're quote unquote good enough or you should be better or whatever the thing is, but just, just doing it, not get, just doing it and getting back on the horse, the creative horse as it were. And, you know, I find myself doing that all the time, like going into to, to this interview, if I'm peeling back the onion, I was nervous. I was like, she's going to hate me. And that's what, that's what I used to always think. <laughs> but, um, so I became, aware of you at um, SPX uh, last year. And, you know, one of the things was a panel you were, you were discussing sort of uh, the book that you came out with, The uh, Secret History of Black Punk. And I know that the second volume just dropped in this month. We're recording this in February. So let's let's talk about the process. What was the process in, in, in bringing that together? What is it about for folks who are um, unaware? Give us the sort of um, the download, if you will, if you will. Um, so the secret history of black punk, uh, is about like the different bands that are like different punk bands, basically, uh, that, um, I think that most of them have, I either singled out the black person in the band, um, or chose bands that had all black members. And it's kind of put together in like a style that's like collage and then there's some sequential art and then there's just some like uh, full splash page type things, which I like to joke about because they're it, like, I think it was maybe, you know, the wizard guide. I think it was like a criticism at like then where like if people did too many splash pages, they're like, oh, you know, you can't do people who, like a comment from, you know, from that time in comments where they're like, oh, you, you can't make all these splash pages splash pages are fun and easy to do but you can't like um just make every page a splash page and i'm like well i can <laughs> this is mine <laughs> <laughs> yes they are fun to do actually um i try to i try to get myself away from that now but um but yeah it's just kind of like a roll call of like different punk bands uh and kind of like a little bit about sister rosetta tharp as the rock and roll roots of punk and yeah the second uh so the second um edition or whatever it's called is just it's the same as the first but it just has a spine 
because uh i think i think it sold out but i don't i'm pretty sure it sold out the first run and then um like i guess universities or libraries or something were asking about a spine so that they could shelve it or whatever it was very exciting to me or whatever also scary but um but yeah so that's what it's about and then what was the other question sorry no 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 um yeah it's, it's my job to keep us on track so shout okay out. cool i'll, I'll apologize <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. No, I'm not <laughs> supposed to apologize as much as I do. <laughs> you're good. You're good. It's actually an admirable trait. Um, so talk a bit about sort of the process of of building out. Like, you know, there are our histories. Like I, I was touching on before we we got started. Like, I'm looking for people that one interest me, but also people that look like me and you are usually towards the forefront because I don't think they they get those opportunities uh, to have their story out there authentically, right? So yeah. talk about the process of of building it. Like what was the research component like? What was sort of the the R component like? Talk about that and like building this out because this is combining multiple things, your illustration background, your music background, and your writing background, all of this kind of coming together. So talk about the process. Um, actually, it started out as like, so I do a drawing challenge every year. Um, I did one of those like, and so in October, there are like all these drawing challenges where people draw like a picture a day. Do you know what I'm talking about? And I did that one year and I just like didn't like their prompts or whatever, or I just wasn't like super interested in, um, but I had wanted to practice more figure drawing. And um, so I guess the next year I just was looking for something to do that was like more interesting to me. And so I just chose like black um, punk because I thought it would give me an opportunity to like find out more for, you know, myself or people that I would like want to listen to. Um, because, and, and I always say this in a way, like, maybe that's like blaming other people. I'm like, well, nobody told me about this. And I know that other people don't know too, you know what I mean? But I guess it, that kind of just uh, about black punk rockers or black punk bands, you know, but sometimes when I would find out about somebody, I would kind of be like sad for my younger self because punk rock, although kind of people now try to, I don't know, like fantasize it into being like a very safe space. It's like not, and it, it never was. It's just like any other like small uh, group of people outside of like whatever society or a bigger group of people, you know what I mean? They're, it doesn't transform it into being like safer or better or whatever. So I really wish I had been able to, you know, reference like bands like Pure Hell um, or Death when I was feeling like sad or unsure of myself or like around people who were not so nice to me, like, because you kind of can hang on to things. Like you can learn about things and you can hang on to them. And like, when people make you feel bad about yourself, you can be like, reference those things. I feel like, well, at least this, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't not belong here because, uh, I know that I do belong here because pure hell is here. You know what I mean? Like a band of all black punk rockers um, from like, you know, the early days of punk. So um, right now I think a lot of people can 
have that information like readily available. Uh, a lot more people are aware of who like Sister Rosetta Tharp is right now than I would have ever been, you know, when I was in my 20s or anything like that. Or, um, you know, but like, it's just that. Um, so I'm meandering. Anyways, <laughs> what I'm trying to is like, I just wanted to uh, learn more about these bands and things like that. And so doing a drawing challenge and kind of uh, looking up information about them gave me a way to like focus on that band for a day and like kind of like delve into like that information. And I thought that sharing it with people w would be helpful to people who like take in information the way that I do. Like, I'm like one of those people that means like the picture, I need to read about it. I need to do something about it. And then it can be in my memory a little bit more, you know? So that's, that's, that's where it started from. That's where the, the like interest in like um, drawing like mass, like black bands and, and, you know, putting them together and researching them started from. Thank you. And, um, Big shout out. You, you'd mentioned a band called Death or Heavy. And I remember watching the documentary done on them about, what, 12 years ago? And I was like, yeah, yeah man, where's my leather jacket, man? I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what movie? They There was a movie that they had, like, a, a leather jacket on the main character. Uh, I forget what it was called. Bigger um, Thomas is a character. But they had, like, uh, I think... Um, the words to like politicians in my eyes and the main characters like leather jacket. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I remember that and kind of, um, you know, being around it. And I, I feel like maybe this, this was more towards, we, we had like different types of bands here. And I remember one of the first shows I went to was, um, was that friend I was describing before we got started. It was um, his band that he was like kicked out that week or what have you. He just wasn't performing that week. And I was just like, all right, cool. So I'm like going to the show with, with his band and it's very, it felt weird. It felt like a weird space to be in, but I was like, oh Lord, like quote on the music. And then the showmanship, it was a, um, they, they, they were white dudes, but it was a it was a, it was a horror themed like punk band. I was like, okay, this is great. And I was like, you guys are all like horror movie characters. I love this. This is great. And then a chainsaw came out, a real chainsaw. I was like, oh, so this is what we're doing. I was like, did you? Are you seeing the misfits? Are you seeing the plasmatics? Who are you seeing? Like, <laughs> I'm like then, probably a local. Could, <laughs> and then I could like dive further into that. And I'm thinking about it. I was like, oh, all of this stuff is already in my playlist. I'm already there. I just don't have the aesthetic i don't present in that way yeah and, you know and then you know some of the folks like feeling the and I, and I think it ties back into feeling like i belong here right like yeah. when i was one of those dudes that became aware of like like something like afropunk for sake of argument and mm -hmm. it's just like oh okay here's the thing and then you know i had a conversation about that i'll share off mic with you that it's like oh this is now more so coachella versus this other <laughs> thing and and I, but I look for that. I go to the seedy places. Like we have the, you know, set up here. It's just like, I don't know if this bathroom works. Oh, someone's <laughs> doing heroin. Fantastic. And those are the things like in the bathroom, those are the things that, you know, I kind of look for from, from a scene. And I know that I'm not the, the only one. And I think watching the documentary of, of Afropunk really hit me to the degree where I started writing a, um, like a treatment for a documentary. 
to do oh. my version of it. I was, I remember doing the interview with James Spooner and I was like, so, uh, Afropunk 20 years later, you try to redo it. And he's like, absolutely not. I'm an old man now. <laughs> no, he should. I'm sure people ask him that all the time or whatever, but I, yeah, I definitely, that would be awesome. Um, there's a lot of people who are, I know he feels good about all the people who kind of are doing research now and are like, it just seems like um, my friend Flora from Afa, she always calls it like a black funk renaissance right now or whatever. And it's kind of like the amount of people who are into like this, like rock based music um, or rock and roll based music is like kind of at an all time high, you know, at this point. And so there's just the same as, all the times when there's bands, there's also then people who are doing journalistic work and taking photographs and documenting and like, you know, putting together shows um, and, and, and uh, you know, archives of things. So like, I think it, it would be great for, I'm sure some people are doing documentary type things as we speak. <laughs> Get a few more tattoos so I can be like less of a poser and just slide in. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I want to get your 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 take on sort of you know from your vantage point. Um, what's the discourse been like? What's the conversations been like? Like you know, I, I saw you at the panel like um, what late last year, like September, I think. And mm -hmm. you know, sort of this this new volume that's this has the spine to it is is out you know um, recently dropping recently. How how has that been for you? Like, you know, I, I'll say this, like I got like best podcast of Baltimore a couple of years ago and it felt weird. Well, thank you. It felt weird. Um, and I was just like, yo, I'm not comfortable with this being outside, having people know who I am. Oh, no. So, I, I, you know, at the last six months being a recluse in a sense, I was like, nah, I'm just. So what has that experience been like? It's not necessarily the dealing with fame, but having something that you help bring to the conversation, you know, like, you know, helping on earth and helping get into like the dialogue. What has that been like for you? Um, well, I don't have, I don't, it's not like, I guess like, yeah, I, I feel similarly. Like I don't really leave my house much. <laughs> um, and it's been, it's been nicer than I thought it would be because I have, like, I guess I, I didn't really understand that. It sounds weird to say, but I didn't really understand that people were going to like read this, even though it was like published. But this is my first book that's like was published on like a publisher. So I I wasn't sure that I didn't know people were going to, you know, ask me on panels or podcasts or whatever. Um, it seems like it's kind of happening a little fast. Um, not based on my life, but just based on when the book came out or whatever. Um, but I, it's been, people have been um, appreciative and people have been like curious and nice. And it's just, I, I thought I would get more pushback than I have. And I think that uh, maybe the people who would give me pushback are like either not reading it, which is fine with me. And uh or, or not being um, as like vocal or whatever. Um, again, which is fine with me um, because I'm not really here to argue with people. 
Um, and I don't think that like I said anything controversial. It's just that with punk rock specifically and with, you know, music in general, nobody agrees on anything. And so with my uh, definition of punk being a lot larger than some people's, like I thought I would get some arguments there. And I think there's always going to be arguments about, you know, the origins of rock and roll or whatever. And so when I put it squarely on Rosetta Tharp, which is something that I believe or whatever, I, I feel like uh, there's definitely definitely room for people to argue about that. But I I have only gotten a few people who wanted to argue with me at panels or whatever, which has been funny kind of, but, um, but other than that, people have like, I have people have reached out to thank me. There's people who are, you know, still even now, like not very many black people in their scene. Um, so, you know, they felt good about like having like a book like that out there and being able to read it. And, um, people have discovered bands from it, which they've really liked. Um, so I think, yeah, basically, People have been very nice. <laughs> so I, I and, and thank you for that, because I, I think, um, you know, I, I would get into these conversations with people like I'm a person as a I'm a music fan. I like a broad variety. I used to do my own little mixtapes when I was when burning CDs was a thing. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember I got into it with a friend who was like and, you know, I, I could turn into I'm a cat. I, I like I'm an Aquarius Capricorn cusp. I could be very petty. And. Mm-hmm. It was something that he was just like, man, you don't know music. And I was just like, you don't know music because you got kicked oh. out of every band you were in. And I was, <laughs> so the smoke is real, right? And But the thing is, we, we were debating um, emo. And it's sort of this thing of, it's a very myopic viewpoint of what it is, who's yeah. allowed in it. And I see that. It's sort of this... I don't like using the word erasure, but it is that sort of the people of color, the black people who were involved in these different things or part of the scene from a very early point. Somehow Mm -hmm. they're not in it when it comes to your definition sometimes, you know what I mean? Certain people's definitions. And that's the thing I think your your work kind of addresses. Yeah, I wish that I had been able. So when I was doing this, again, I wasn't really sure about when I was making this and putting it together, it's not like I had like a publishing deal on the horizon, you know? So I, for, I didn't know it was like gonna come out while I was like putting it together. Um, I would hope that it would come out, but you know, I do a lot of self-publishing. So um, I, I guess I, I do wish that like I, was able to put more information in it and go like, you know, deeper into and like include more bands and things like that. Um, which is like probably like one, like a hindsight thing or like one, I mean, there's almost only so much time to do stuff. You know, you can always put out another issue, but like, yeah, there's like, that's like with, it's like with every like little subgenre of music where eventually they push the roots out or whatever. I know my friend that I do zines with Southside Frank, he talks about uh, shoegaze and like the black origins of shoegaze and stuff like that. And, you know, DeVille and Arthur, uh, Arthur Kane. And we, I think right before this book out came out, like I learned about uh, Tina Bell from the band Bam Bam, where 
she, you know, was, she was in a grunge band, but they never mention her when they talk about grunge. And I understand that grunge is like a word that like the media made up, which all of these words are, <laughs> but right. um, all of these genres are made up to sell records. But uh, it really changes, you know, things when you, when you learn that stuff, like, um, and it makes you, it just does, I'm sorry, it just makes you more, it makes me more interested in it or whatever. It makes me know that there isn't gonna be like, um, and I'm sorry if this is generalizing, but it's just my experience that I get pushed out of conversations. And it's not like people are like, stop talking. People ignore you, you know what I mean? They just ignore what you say or they're like, okay, great, mm -hmm, cool. Anyways, you know what I mean? So to under, to like know that there are, you know, people who look like you that would not do that to you right off of the bat or whatever is a welcome to me. And that's like the kind of stuff that's like, um, I'm interested. Like, I guess you could tell from like talking to me or whatever that like a big part of my motivation is for other people not to feel the way that I felt or whatever. So every question you ask me ends up with a, an answer that is not the question you you asked me and i just like don't remember what the question is but the thing I is i'm getting it. all of it out of you though that's the thing that's good <laughs> it's therapy therapy with robert well but this, but this is one of the things I, I i really like about your your background or what have you and from my vantage point i could be completely wrong but from my vantage point like i, I understand that like you know, black women in comics, that's a weird sort of thing. Like not getting the same respect maybe as the peers or what have you, right? You're a yeah. drummer, you know, that's another thing. It's like, women are not no drum. It's not always getting the, the full amount of respect anyway, so. <laughs> so it's like, you're, you're, you're kind of doing these things and doing them very well creatively and turning it on its head, which in itself is a very punk rock way to go about things. So, mm -hmm. Why is that just like super intentional? That's like, hey, eh, this seems like it should be hard for me and what I present as an individual. Eh, I'm still going to do it. Well, like I said, no, because not not fully because I just chose what I wanted to do. And then I never I never when I was young and like didn't really examine it um, too much after that with like drumming. Um that was one thing that I, I wanted to pick up, like being a musician when I was younger, but I really wasn't like, I was really discouraged from doing that because my parents wanted me to um, keep my head in the books uh, and everything like that. And so it's easier to participate in a music scene when you are participating in that way, in a, in a band. I think I was very sick of not, people not even knowing my name. Like I remember a lot of times being referred to as my boyfriend's girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like I, they, people didn't know my name. They knew that I was like this person's girlfriend or whatever. I remember I even in my first band that I started in Columbus, we immediately went over to Europe to tour and I went to France. And the people's house that we stayed at, the girl was like, aren't you this guy's girlfriend? And I'm like, in France, in France even, place I've never been. And so it, like, I think I just like wanted to be like, like stand out as an individual and things like that or whatever. I'm not really sure sometimes of like my motivation. I know my parents raised all of 
you know, me and my brothers and sisters to be self-sufficient and like strong and stuff like that. And like, I know there probably was like, you know, some mixed messages of being like, oh, you can do whatever you want to do, but like not an artist. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess life is like that. Like, I don't know how your brain works. You probably ignore things sometimes. And some that times they like, um, sometimes they shine through or whatever. And we, you know, people talk about representation, um, which I do like think is, you know, an important thing for younger kids to see. Um, to see people holding the doors open for them or whatever. Um, and so you kind of just gotta bite the bullet a little bit if you feel self-conscious or if you feel like you're not gonna be good at something or or able to do something, just do it. I, I, I agree. I encounter that and I got one more real question before we wrap up with the, the real <laughs> fire ones. Uh, yeah, I, I encountered that, um, it, and it's sort of these little subtle things, and as I already established, I'm petty. When I, I you know, I'm like, oh, hold on, run that back again? Like, I've I've heard for the long time, longest time. I've been a podcaster for 15 years, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll hear, you don't look like a podcaster. It's like, what does that even mean? And it's <laughs> like, oh, I'm, it's too easy to say the black thing, because I know that's what it is, but... You're it's tall? Hey, it's because I'm tall. Or it's because I'm bald. I'll say everything other than the obvious thing. I have a friend, uh, my friend, uh, Gabby, who's in this band, The Tulips. She told me, I'm sorry, I'm telling other people's stories, but she told me that like, she was like opening for, I can't remember what she was opening for, but you would like recognize the name. They were like a, an alternative rock band or whatever. And she's like got green um, hair and she's got a green guitar and like green clothes. And she's, warming up on stage and this this guy is like you look so cute holding that guitar but like assumed it was like uh that she was warming it up for somebody else like she matches the guitar like her green is her signature color you know and she's like you can literally be doing the thing that you're doing um and they don't think it's you because to them you don't look like mm -hmm. that that it's appropriate for you to be playing. It's like, they can't, they don't even believe their own eyes yeah. when they decide that it's not, you know, you. And I've had people who assumed that I, I wasn't like, you know, the artist or whatever, if I was standing next to somebody or, you know what I mean? Or like doing a mural or something like that. They just assumed that I'm like the the worker or whatever. <laughs> that I, does I, happen. But if it happens to you all the time, I'm not even sure like, yeah, you're too tall to be a podcaster. They not make microphones that like reach your voice or something. I'll, I'll give you this before I move to this last question. Um, that that thing I was talking about, the sort of best podcaster thing. I was in line uh, with my tickets to to go in um, to to this event, and I'm in the magazine. It's a mm -hmm. full spread, so my whole is in this studio I'm in currently, and uh, I, I'll say a leathery white was in front of me, and <laughs> like, can you scan my tickets in? She she you know obviously thought I worked there. She thought I was yeah. one of the, I'm wearing a lanyard that says winner. Right. <laughs> and it's just like and I and I I didn't get as tight about it. I was just like, cause I don't, you know, I'm weird socially sometimes. But my mm -hmm. partner, she's like, yo, turn to page 175. Like, does this look like, you know, the, you know, and it's it's just odd that that's the preset. And the the behavior is kind of dickish with it when they don't recognize, like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm 
I'm actually like not to say that someone doesn't deserve respect or, or whatever if they are in that role, but it's like, nah, this is weird that you assume that I'm in that role without any context. It's not, not there's no uniform shirt or nothing. I'm wearing like a, a press dress shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, it it's like in, you know, my experience in the music scene too is that, you know, it's really funny or it's a common story for women um, to kind of always be put off as like the girlfriend and I just like know so many stories of women who had trouble getting into their own um green room yeah. or whatever I even you know even if their name was in the band you know like or the band was like their band with like hired hands or whatever like and yeah it's sometimes it's almost like these gatekeeper type people are doing this with like glee too you know what i mean and i know it can't always be on like purpose but i do feel like sometimes people be happy to do stuff like that or whatever like i don't know maybe that's assigning malice but like i'm not really sure how saying somebody couldn't be a podcaster would like tumble out of your mouth without mm -hmm. thinking without knowing this person that he has some sort of chip on his shoulder where he wants to be a little bit funny in yeah. a way that that you can call him on but the truth is we know that we can call somebody on anything i don't have to prove it to you what i think about you i already know what the game is you know I, i'll share i'll share this and this is the last question that's coming up uh it's like when singers have this thing where it's like this is your singing voice and then the their real voice their talking voice is a lot deeper like prince's voice is super deep and mm -hmm. i i noticed this happens because of, because of this is what i do if i just go in and i'm just talking not like performing not at night as soon as i turn any of that on because it comes out of my natural voice they're mm -hmm. like oh snap you're rob lee i'm like yeah i am or they'll see this logo behind me, which is a cartoon rendering that's like four years old. You're, you're the guy. I was like, so you recognize the cartoon version of me, but not the real life black man. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very weird sometimes. Um, so so this is the last question. Um, I want to talk a little bit about community because, um, you know, when you have a scene, I, I think there's elements of the community. There's not always that, but it's elements of the community. There's pockets. And yeah. also SPX, you know, is, is a community as well. Like, as I said before, and I'll say it again, um, I think it's very easy to get into conversation with folks there and set up interviews like, like, like we're doing right now. How important... For, for you as a creator, um, as an artist, is, is it to be around the different communities that you're you're within, whether it be from a music standpoint, whether it be from a writing standpoint, Black artist standpoint, SPX? Talk a bit about that. Um, for me, community is really important. And um, I know that's like a big, like, general word and that um, there's like different kinds of communities. Um, but I like especially you know somebody from like i work from home a lot and um you know and and i you know i have to find my own jobs and things like that like i'm a contractor and so it it would be um really easy for me to like fall out of communication with people if I, you know, didn't try and if I didn't have people who were checking on me and like making sure that I was like 
being fed, which means getting jobs. You know what I mean? So I feel like I have like a very healthy kind of like, especially in the um, Columbus artistic like community of people who are looking out for each other. There are people who are sending me, um, you know, uh, RFQs for like uh, murals. And there are people who are like, hey, do you want to, do you want to, you know, put your art up in, in this show and stuff like that? And like, you know, do you, what are you doing right now? Do you need a job? I can't take this one. Can do you, do you want to take it and um, stuff like that? And so for me, like, that's really important because that's like material. That's not um, just like, good job, you know, like you're a great artist, which I've like, you know, I've found at times that people were like, oh, great, you're a great artist or whatever, but it, and that's so nice. But like the community that I have like now which is largely in Columbus, like black community, are people who are making sure that I'm okay, like checking on me and like, it's not just art. It's not just what can you do for me? It's not like entertain us. It's like, hey, we need you to be okay because you're like, we're all in this together. And that's the advice kind of when people ask me, like if they like about being an artist or whatever, like I've, that's the advice that I try to give people to give to your community and be invested in like groups of people so that they invest back in you. You know what I mean? So that you're all like trying to like take care of each other. And I know that that might sound like, you know, Shangri-La or something, you know what I mean? I Or like hippy dippy or whatever, but it's not, it's like, it's what's important. So for me, it's not just like, you know, people giving you like a like on Instagram or like critiquing your art or making sure, you know what I mean? It's like a lot deeper than that for me because this is my life. It's not a hobby. It's not like, you know, a throwaway thing. And, and I, you know, people are really there for me. So I, if I didn't have like the communities that I would, you know, holding me up, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be able to do this at all. So it's a great answer. And, and thank you. And a good spot for us to wrap on the real questions and get to the weird questions. Uh, <laughs> and th- thank you. That, you know, it's, it's, it's very important. I'm glad you, you, sh- you shared that. Um, so I got five because I've been adding them as we've been talking. I got five rapid fire questions. So as I tell people, don't overthink these. If I don't over, that's not me. I have to overthink. That. I'm going to put you on a timer. Um, I'm, I'm gonna- cold as possible rob obviously <laughs> oh all right so so here's here's the first one I'm, I'm, this is gonna be a challenging one. i think it's gonna be funny though um okay. i am not wearing black currently but i do wear a lot of black what yes. is the best color that pairs with black white black and white my closet oh. there are some colors but it's like you know how marge simpson has like it's everything is black and white so my t-shirt right now is black and white. I noticed um, that. Yeah. <laughs> this this next one is one that came from a listener. Mm-hmm. What's the definitive comic for you growing up? <laughs> like like uh, I played that, right? My sister Ashley said it, it's Spawn. I love Spawn. Um, 
I I remember going to see Spawn in the theater with like my family. I don't I don't think we liked it. I don't think it wasn't like a great movie. Jolly <laughs> Guzamo was one of the most. I think I was the most excited to see Angela. I was like, that's Angela. I know, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but I think she just like walked by. I don't even think she was in the movie. But um, but yeah, Spawn Tom McFarlane is a big influence on like my drawing style, kind of. So. <laughs> I might circle back to you and like, yo, I want to do a retrospective of HBO Spawn television show. We should talk about that. We should talk about uh-huh. that. Uh, yeah, we'll talk. I don't. I know that it's really complicated, but I'm not sure. I, it's really good source material. Like we can do. Nobody remembers that Spawn, do they? Any, anytime I talk about it, somebody people even get the actor wrong. They're like. Michael Jai White, that's friggin' Black Dynamite. Let's go. I feel like I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what is the... This is everywhere. Like, when I type this in, right? Because briefly, I remembered your name and I spelled it right and I said it right. Thank you, everybody. Know, it's social media. <laughs> but I also typed and I was like, yeah, so Peppermint Ray Gun. What is the origin of Peppermint Ray Gun? Oh, uh, uh, you know how I always say, um, so... My grandfather uh, was, I was very close to my grandfather. Um, and you know how they always, you know, the joke about like the older people having like the Werther's originals or like the hard candy or whatever. He had peppermints. I uh, got my peppermint tattoos. I love my papa's, like my favorite um, person. He would remember every band I was in. He would give me advice. He was the most pleasant person that you would ever meet and really cute and funny and he's just like this cute old man he'd get hit on all the time girl ladies love him and (laughs) he was just a sweetheart and so i think about uh he passed a couple years ago and i put him in like everything or whatever um i try to reference like my family a lot you know, so that's where it came from. And then Reagan is just the way to, so you could spell Reagan and not get it wrong <laughs> if you want to. Uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I've my my name is just a regular ass name, Robert. Mm-hmm. I've been called Roberts with an S. I know I'm a big dude, but I'm not two people. Uh, <laughs> I've been called Rabbit, and it's almost like a frog, like like Ribbit. And I was just like, yeah. Massachusetts, like why are you saying my name like this? So yeah. <laughs> the you know um so this is this is this one is kind of um circle back circles back to <laughs> what we talked about earlier uh thin crust or stuffed crust um stuffed crust. i don't remember the last time i've had a thin crust pizza does that even exist anymore i guess donato's has thin crust pizza stuffed crust because if we're gonna eat let's get full you know love it <laughs> Um, and this is this is the last one. I always ask people who draw this question because, as as you know, I've, I used to draw back in the day, and I still draw on occasion. I used to always have trouble um, drawing hands and, and feet. For you, yeah. what was your your piece? What was your, your your trouble point in drawing? I think all artists have trouble uh, drawing hands. That's why AI is in the boat it's in right now. Um, <laughs> Mid journey, let's go. <laughs> oh God, I hate it. I'm so bad at. Um, embracing new horrible technologies but um i i'm actually at the point this is very strange but i'm actually at the point that i can draw 
pants without reference, which I don't know why, because I can barely draw anything without reference. Um, my issue is my personal issue is I don't, I always be drawing people's heads too big. So I guess that proportionately I am having trouble. And then sometimes I just be like, oh, well, you just, just got a bunch of big heads in my comics or whatever. So this is a choice stylistically. Everybody in my universe has a giant head. That's what it is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> as a person with a giant head, I relate. I'm like, that is twice as big as it should be. And then sometimes I erase it and draw it again. And then sometimes I'm just like, whatever, okay, whatever. I don't know. At like and, and that's that's sort of it. I'll say this last this last thing um, before we close out here. I, as a person head that does not like feet, I think my dislike of feet is because I can't draw them, and I think that carried over into real life. Like, and someone's like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna you know walk around with no shoes." And I was like, "Here, put two pair on." Actually, I don't like feet. Well, so depending <laughs> on where you grew up, it might be. I remember. Have you ever read like the? There's like this article that like do you know who rob liefeld is like there's this article where they kind of like go through all of the um like jokingly all of the kind of like weird shit that he drew you know what i mean like curved guns like a million pouch like the fucker in these pouches or whatever and i think and he always drew women's feet like that or whatever like he always mm -hmm. drew them they were standing on their tippy toes and i like i remember reading that article and being like oh gosh like i remember being like influenced by his art and like not caring like where planes are i'm sorry that i'm not really trying to talk shit or whatever but like you can blame things on him and other people or whatever i i i always draw stuff on people's feet so they always have stuff on their feet like they always have combat boots on so <laughs> i like i've drawn a lot of combat boots so like that's fine but i also do this thing where i don't draw their feet, I just draw like uh, gears instead of feet because they're comics. Like, so I don't know why they need feet. Like, they're not actually walking or whatever. They might be flying. I don't know. Like, feet are just a construct. Um, now, now I'm just sounding pretentious. It's real. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I do remember the the running bit about Rob Liefeld stuff of the yeah. It's a picture of Captain America, and it's like. Yeah, why you got breasts, G? Like, why? Why is he built like that? <laughs> yeah, the striations. Like, I yeah. remember, I I definitely blamed my curved guns on Rob Liefeld. But... Everyone is on HGH in Rob. <laughs> um. So so that's that's pretty much it for the podcast. There's two things I want to do as we we close out. Um, one, I want to thank you for, for making the time and coming on and chatting it up with me. And, um, and, and secondly, um, I want to invite and encourage you to share with the listeners website, social media, shameless plugs. This is what we do with this last part here, as you, as you well know. Yeah, well, actually it's pretty easy because if you spell my name right, you can unlock many things about me, but that's the hard part because it's hard to spell. But if you... If you, I think if you type in peppermint ray gun, like I uh, like the gun, like pew pew, like the ray gun, um, then you can find my Instagram and my website, which is, I only have an Instagram for social media. So, because I hate technology. So, 
And there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Reagan Buchanan for coming on and chopping it up with me and sharing a bit of her journey and her story and documenting these, these, these histories. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art, culture, and community in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it. 